Match day live extra for Molyneux where we've watched Wolves being beaten by two goals to nil by an Arsenal team who will go into the World Cup break top of the Premier League. Wolves go into it bottom but maybe perhaps have given us some causes for optimism in their performance here tonight. I'm Mikey Burrows alongside Annie Thompson and Lee Naylor. Two Martin Erdegaard strikes the difference between the two teams. Wolves might have had a penalty in the first half. Gonzalo Guedes and Adama Traore both had opportunities as well. In the end, though, quality tells, and Arsenal had a little bit more of it. Yeah, well, they've got the, the used to uh, winning games at the moment, and it's that confidence in front of the in front of goal and in that top third, and you've just seen uh, the clinicalness of um, Arsenal with the way that they're playing, the way that they push forward. Um, there's probably at times where we've given a little bit too much space but overall I thought that we, we defended pretty well, we made it difficult for Arsenal to break us down and to get behind us, I thought the two fullbacks, uh, Semedo especially in the first half played well uh, Bueno played well down that left hand side against Saka um, and, and looks there's some decent performances in there and you look at the stats and you said they had a lot of the, more of the possession, they never really hurt us, if you're thinking about it as well how many saves has Saar had to make? There hasn't been many throughout the game. And, and, and that's what it's all about. It's about fine margins, isn't it? Um, and, and that's what's happening with us at the minute. We, we're just not clicking in that top third and, and we're getting punished for it. Wolves went to a back three or a back five, let's be honest. It was a back five, wasn't it, Lee Naylor? But it felt a little bit more like the old Wolves, the, the Wolves of the first couple of seasons of the Premier League where... They made themselves hard to beat, hard to break down. But as Tomo says, there is that glaring, glaring, obvious point that if they cannot get goals, they'll find it hard to win these matches. Yeah, I mean, look, when you when you play like that with a back five, the amount of energy uh, that you have to put into each game is immense. And that's across that's across the board. That's that's the, the three midfield. Because they have to get across to go and mark the full-backs when our wing-backs are marking their wingers. Um, it, a huge amount of energy goes into each game. Um, and that's where subs are needed. And I think we lack a bit when, when it comes to making substitutions. Uh, the bench isn't Premier League level. Um, but, you know, I think as, as, as the game and how we set out, there weren't too much wrong with it I'll be honest with you we, we decided to try and hit them on the break there were times where we a little bit more quality probably could have hurt them a bit, you know, probably got a goal mm. a few more shots off at goal if, if our quality was better but how how many times do we keep saying that the moment of controversy came early Gonzalo Guedes uh, got himself into the penalty area looked to have his feet taken away from him the offside flag had gone up VAR didn't seem to take enough time to check it and by all accounts those who've seen it on TV and the pundits on television have seen it back over and over again we didn't get the luxury of that on our screens and it appears that it was an offside and it should have been a penalty when I, when I looked at the offside and I know it was only quickly when they showed us the replay it was close enough to check wasn't yeah, it, it? yeah of course it was it was very close and, as I look and, and it looks like the pundits have said on the TV that he wasn't offside or there should have been a penalty that was given us and that just seems the, the look what's going for us at the minute. But I just don't understand 
the working of VAR because it's like baffles me every every game that how can you be uh, checking everything that seems to be against us at the minute, but nothing goes goes for us and I, and I don't understand why there hasn't been a check, why they haven't looked at it because uh, look, it, it was definitely a penalty. It's uh, like if he if he if he's not offside uh, with the tackle, what's going on against him? But just things at the minute just don't seem to to run our way, and and, and that's been the problem as well. But but again, so like we can't just keep relying on different things or referees' decisions because we've had our fair share where are inconsistent. And I think again today, I think it's been inconsistent about some of the things that have gone on in the game, and I don't want to keep going on about him as much, but. I just think that sometimes we've just got to take the game by the scruff of the neck sometimes. We've seen Guedes where <laughs> Niles are saying shoot when he's had that touch, but he's had that extra touch. And that seems to be our big problem. We want too much time or we want that extra mm. touch rather than shooting. Guedes has been a lot better last couple of games. He's looking much more like the player Wolves hoped they were they were getting when they signed him. Why did it need the manager to come in for that, though? Like... Yeah, he, I thought one or two games um, when he first came in, he was he, he came in sharp, looked sharp, looked fresh, um, but then he just faded out. Well, look, it, it's difficult moving abroad. I've said it before. It, it's difficult moving to a new team and bedding in, bringing your family over and and whatnot. It's it, it's it's not easy. Um, but you at this top level, you have to do it quick because results. Um, Massive, and at this time for us, we need results. Um, Bubakar, on the other hand, appears to have hit the ground running a lot more. Yeah, I think. Um, look, so we, we've seen him before. He's, he's eager, isn't he? He's eager. He's, he's got the legs in there, um, and he offers us something else. Because so like, just when Neves uh, and Matinho play, don't get me wrong, the, the quality players but they're, they're not the, the quickest and the most mobile in there to get around the pitch. And I think he just gives them that little bit of energy in there. So I think that, as a three, I think that he's been he looked pretty comfortable tonight. I thought that we played pretty well with the three, and we looked like our normal selves today, where they looked a little bit more confident. So they've got that reassurance with that extra player. We played with the three in midfield. The only thing I would say is, and I know the reason why they haven't done it, is that I'd like us to just push that little bit further up the pitch a little bit and go and get after the ball. You watched Arsenal, and that's what they did to us. They chased everything down. They were squeezing onto it and made it difficult for us. I'd just like to see us... And I know the reason why we did it, because we worried about teams cutting us open and getting behind us or causing us a problem. And I understand that, but sometimes if you're going to be bold and if you're going to get something out of the game, sometimes you've got to take a risk. And I think that might be just worth the risk. It... Is it one of those strange situations whereby, and listen, it might change under Julian Lopetegui, but it feels like maybe this period, Lino, have we seen, uh, not a changing of the guard, but maybe a change in the terms of our reliance or over-reliance on Jean Martinho. He was the man who was taken off to leave Boubacar and Neves in there. And we've seen him not be a guaranteed starter in this period. We know about his age. We know about maybe he's on the decline while still being a very good player. Are we just? Are we, am I reading too much into it, or do we now see that there are other options with Mateus coming back to drive that Wolves yeah. midfield forward? For me, going forward, it's one of them where I think you've got to use him sparingly. Then uh, we've got Nunes in there. We've got 
Neves, we've got uh, Bubakar. I think they're three top top players. Martino, uh, he he had he adds to that, um, and he brings his wealth of experience, which we we do need at this time. I'll be honest with you, we we need it because um, that's what for me that's what we've been lacking. We, we've we, we've been lacking that leader. Um, and it's it's been difficult. It's it's hard to f when you're phasing out someone. How do you go about it? Because um, he's been a brilliant servant to the club, mm. but the manager's got some big decisions to make. Um, and especially in another interesting position, Tomo, one that you two know very well, that left back slash left wing back role today. I think I think he's done really well. I know what you can say Bueno. I thought he's. Because he's coming up against one of the top players in the league um, and, and plays for England regular as well. So you're looking at uh, Saka, who's a very good player. I don't think he, he caused him massive problems tonight. Did, did he answer some questions about his defensive abilities? Yeah, I think he did. Abilities? I think yeah. he did well. Uh, well the, the, only, the only question I'd add over Hugo is his concentration. Um, and when I, when I say this is because there was about three or four opportunities that there was a one-two on. If that one-two was made, Saka, Saka's getting in. Now oh, we got caught in the first yeah, half. Yeah, he got yeah. caught in the first half with one, but there was uh, opportunities for three or four more. He's just, he, as long as he keeps that concentration, he, he'll, he'll stay at the top. 100%. He's, he's got the quality, he's got the ability, uh, and he's got the hunger and desire to want to, to want to wanna play. Um Saying that, I thought, you know, um, the other left back played brilliant the other night against Leeds. Right, no, uh, no, ain't really. ain't Nuri. I couldn't get his name, but yeah, I thought I thought he was brilliant the other night as well. So does that mean he's gonna he's got to pull his socks up now and he's got I to mean, fight for his I place? I mean, that's the thing. Are they on uh, a level? Uh, Is well, Hugo now ahead of him? Well, I think Hugo's probably just a fraction. But new manager's coming in. <laughs> new manager's coming in. He might have a different idea about who he wants in there. But like. Look, it, it's great to have healthy, um, uh, competitive players in there. So, like, who want the same place? And and look, you know for a fact, if if you don't play well, you don't, you're not in the side. And that's what you got to have. You got to have competition for places in your side to keep people on the toes. And look, he's done more than enough to hold on to his place since he's got in. So I think that he's, like you say, he's got to keep uh, constrained. That will come with experience of playing games, okay, in this Premier League. But he's just got to make sure that he's switched on um, with that as well. But look, I, I think I think they were, they were unlucky today. I thought they were unlucky um, because the first half they defended really well. Okay, they um, could have had a couple of chances if we were a little bit more clinical. Guedes had a couple of shots. Traore had a shot. Um, we went through, and then in the second half, I thought it was a little bit more open and we created things. But again, it, it, it just shows you. The difference between we're at the bottom, they're at the top for a reason, uh, and 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 that's what one of the things is. And it's a cruel business. It's a cruel business that you're just fractions away from getting things right. That this this thing can uh, cause a problem for you. Um, we're going to have the our um, our almost weekly and age-old debate in terms of four or five at the back in just a moment. But before we do, quick word on Dexter Lembakisa who came on and got his Premier League debut in a week when he made his first team debut on Wednesday night. He was playing under-21s football on Monday night down at West Ham. Generally, didn't look overawed 
by the experience. But he's having a, a he had a one moment, didn't he? Now as where it's a lesson it's in a football. steep learning it, curve. It, it's a very steep learning curve, and for me, you have to have them uh, as you're going through football and you and you get to this stage, uh, you know, which is which is the top uh, um, in world football, the Premier League. And if there's uh, there's there's certain things that you do in games where if you make the wrong decision, it, it'll cost you. And I think you know he's down in the corner. I think he's just got to whack it out or whack it upfield. He's trying to be too cute. It comes inside. Uh, That's what they do in the 21s, though, isn't it? They do play in those kind of areas. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's what they're coached to do. Yeah, but it, it, it wasn't on is it, to is play. That, is, that, is that a good thing, though? No, well, it's cost you the goal. You, you, see, you see top defenders hit it out of play. When there's nothing on and it could cost you, you, got, you, you have to see danger. Uh, especially a defender, you have to smell that. You have to go right. It's not on. You have to. You have to have that awareness. You have to have that nerves. He wasn't on to do what he tried, and he, you know, he, he learned. Hopefully, he learns that lesson. You need them. Yeah. The thing is, though, that's what you learn. That's what you learn to do. It doesn't matter what you do at the under twenty ones because this is a, a gigantic step up to what he's going to do, and and the quality is a lot better as you see in there. Just a. A fraction away from getting away with it, gets caught, all of a sudden, goal. That, and that's the difference where he'll, he'll come up against. And he'll learn that. He'll learn that when he's playing and with games on. He's done well coming on because he's been positive in when he's played. But again, it's, it's he'll look back at that and go, maybe I should have kicked it out. Um, let's, let's have a go. The, did the back three, the, the three central defenders... Did they look more comfortable having an extra one in there to help them out? Anyone would, though. That's the, that's what I'm on about. Anyone would. Like, but is that a sacrifice we might have to make to prevent ourselves from conceding goals? Because but, there's only one team but, who've got a worse goal difference than us. But for, but then for me, is that taken away from you going forward? Which we but, can't. We don't need to draw games anymore. We need wins. Like we need wins. But we're not scoring enough goals, so. Do we have to keep it tight and win them one nil? January's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'll just, I'll just think that we've got to stop conceding goals. The first thing that we've got to do, um, and if a back three is going to be the one that's going to, we're going to go for. I don't know what the manager's going to play a four or, or the the, the five at the In back. In his career, he's generally been four. Yeah, well, it looks like he's going to go with four. But you've also got to have the players to play the four. To be, yeah. to, to be right. And, and in fairness, Nuno had been four until he came here. And he had an idea of three. And the idea worked. So I don't think it's completely wedded that but because he's played four before, he'll definitely play four. But the question is, will he look at that back unit? He also had a number nine that scored goals for fun. Yes. And, and, that, that, and we've said it before. If you're scoring goals, it takes the pressure off absolutely everybody in the club. Uh, who's playing, it doesn't matter what formation you're playing, if you're scoring goals, it's going to give you a chance of winning games. The problem that we've got at the minute is we can't score. We can't score goals. So like all, all they're doing is we're just hanging on, hanging on, as we were in that, this game, I think, that the longer it goes on and we don't score goals, you always think one bit of quality is going to punish you, and it did. It, it, and, and then all of a sudden then it demoralises you, but also as well, you're chasing the game. And... Um. I'm going to ask you both a question, and and genuinely, I I don't know which way I, I come down on this in terms of 
there have been games this season, there was a little patch, wasn't there, where we definitely didn't look like scoring goals. We weren't even missing chances. Uh, in this spell, there have been games where we have missed lots of chances. The Leicester game, we had tons of them. You can point to really good opportunities tonight. Guedes got in behind a couple of times, didn't hit the target, or if he did, they went for the top corner glory goal rather than anything else. I, d I don't know where you come down in terms of which is a better scenario to be in. Not creating opportunities because then you can look at it and work out a way to create chances or be in a position where you are creating chances, you're just simply not taking them. I'd rather be in the position and not taking them because something will click and then those opportunities will turn into goals. Whereas if you're not making the opportunity, you're never going to be able to score a goal. But you see what I mean about in terms of, it's not like you can, you know, if you're not creating chances, you can easily go in and change something completely, right? In, in, a the in theory, in a way, there's not an awful lot to change except whoever has the final effort, put it in the back of the net. Well, and that doesn't sound so simple. No, it, it just, I, yeah, I agree with Nell. So, look, at the end of the day, I'd rather be in a situation where we're creating chances because if you're creating chances, sooner or later you're hoping that you're going to start scoring. If you're not creating anything... But you're hoping. Oh, yeah, but that's, well, we can only say that because we haven't scored that yeah. many goals. Right, but what chances are we, are we creating? Are we, are we, are we, are How many are, saves does the keeper have, have we had clear-cut clear chances? Not really. Like, shots at goal, yeah. Clear-cut chances, no. That's that's the difference. Like, yeah. So yeah. What, what do you define as a, a clear-cut chance? Well, well one-on-one -on -one with a, the keeper. A one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, or a slide of pass, you know, they got uh, uh, across and no one gets no one gets on it when it should if if it's if it's oh, a bully. We've had, we've had quite a few of those. Yeah, crosses. but if it's a bully, he's getting on it. He slides in. You f you find God. These are the, that's the difference. We need we need that one that sniffs it out. So have have we been creating those sort of chances? The quality hasn't been good enough coming into the box for me. Yeah. Quality hasn't been good enough. So, look, how many times have we got, watched it in the second half more so? How many crosses did we pick out somebody? No, none. Hmm. And, and that's that's the thing that we need to make sure that we get right. You watch them. They they got the ball. They just square it. Goal. That's it. Pick out a man. We've got Traore. Put it in an he, area. He put it in. Yeah. Like, that's all he did. Yeah. He put it in an area that he knew that was going to cause problems. Yeah. Well, but also as well, the players, the rest of the players on the pitch, know that he's going to do that. And, th and that's the thing. So we ain't got a clue what our yeah. wide men are going to do with We the don't ball. know if it's coming in or it's oh, going yeah, back yeah. or it's, yeah, it's so been... That's the problem. They know it's coming across there. So hang on a minute. I can get myself in there. They're two players. It'd be interesting to see if, the, if we're actually working on that on the training, on, on training field because it don't look like we are. So we have a period now where um, some of the players will take a break. Some of them are going to the World Cup. Um I think there is a... Uh, are the first team squad having a, a few days off? They're, they're having some time off, and I think there's going to be a Spanish training camp in there at some point. Um, they may even play a couple of friendlies at some point on that training camp. I don't know whether that's been... I would have thought so. Yet. I think everyone's yeah, organised friendlies. To try and kind of tide them over and whatnot. Um, they will have Diego Costa back. His suspension will be over. Returning from the World Cup, potentially Raul Jimenez. Pedro Neto potentially fit at some point after the World Cup. Um, a reinvigorated Gonzalo Guedes that we're seeing, uh, Adama Traore, Johnny and Semedo, you would imagine, would be fit by that point as well. Um, 
how optimistic should we be in terms of it? It's a strange thing because it, we're having this break, but we're not at the halfway point, right? We've actually only played 15 games. So we still have 23 games still to go. That feels like enough, is it? Well, you would think with that many players coming back and a lot of them being up the top end of the pitch as well, and your leading goal scorer, uh, I know he struggled with goals this year, but like coming back into the, the frame, you would hope that we're going to score or create opportunities. And you're hoping that it's going to give the squad confidence as well with these players coming back. Um, and look, it's it's always going to be difficult. So you don't never know what's going to happen. But what it will do, it's giving the manager and his coaching staff an opportunity to assess all the players, sort out what kind of formation he wants to play, um, and generally just try and give them confidence throughout the pitch, throughout the games, and and try and get his ideas across. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's so difficult because how many times do we say, like, I, I've, I said six, seven games ago, oh, like, people used to say, oh, look, the Wolves in trouble here. I'd be like, nah, nah, don't be silly. We've got too much. We've got too much. Seven, seven games on from there, I'm like, oh, I'll tell you what, it's, it's tough down there. It's very tough down there. Because uh, things don't go your way, that's that's what normally happens. So, you, you know, it, this is a this is why I say this break has come at such a good time. It really has. Like, it, it's difficult when you're in a rut as well, though, isn't yeah. it? To get yourself out of it. Once once you've got a kind of a, a mentality or a losing mentality in it, even though they looked okay today, they looked okay in the week as well, um, and and they haven't looked that bad, but. Once you've got that losing mentality in your squad or on the pitch, it becomes very difficult to win a game, and that's been the problem. So I'll ask you both again. Because <laughs> you, you gave me great answers, but you didn't give me a definitive answer. Is 23 games enough to get out of trouble? Of course it is. Of course it is. New manager coming in, fresh ideas, players all start from the, the scratch again, and look... I'm hoping, as a top manager, that he's going to do something to individual t- players, to the the team itself. You would think that the reason why they've been so adamant saying he's their man, that he's the right one to do it. Now he's got 23 games to do it, and he's got a break, and he's got. And to me, as we've said, this break, this period now, has given him an opportunity to instill something into the team, whatever it is, to try and win games. And look, it's happened at a, I think the, the break has happened at a great time for us because if not, we would, we'd be in trouble, me personally. The players out, um, confidence probably low in front of goal, as we've seen, not winning many games. So I think it's, it's come at a great time for us. Um. 23 games, is it enough? Um, if the manager's able to get his philosophy across and the players are able to perform that on the on the pitch, then yes. And we're not and we're not adrift by many points either. Yeah. That would that would be the thing that would scare me. If we miles off everybody else, I think we're two points behind is it Southampton? Two behind Southampton, three behind Forest. 
four behind Everton and West Ham. Then Villa and Leeds are both on 15. Yeah, see, they're Bournemouth on 16, Leicester 17. So that's two wins. Then Palace, Brentford, Fulham are all on 19, and that's up to ninth. So that's three wins, effectively. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If he, if he can put some kind of uh, results of fixtures uh, that we can win, all of a sudden you're, you're middle of the table. But when he comes back after the break, they've got to start winning. When's the first game back? Well, we've got Gillingham in the so, Cup. So, yeah, we'll have the League Cup now and against Gillingham. Ever- Everton and Boxing Day. In the Day. week leading up to Christmas and then Everton away on Everton Boxing Day. Everton away on Boxing Day and then Man United, uh, New Year's Eve here. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, for me, it gives the manager, the staff um, behind closed doors enough time to work out what they need, to what areas they need to work on to what to give the players in terms of confidence, in terms of that freedom of providing their best football in positions they love playing. This is the time that he needs to he needs to get into every single one of his players, into their minds to see how they work, on, off the field, just to get them going as, as best as he can for them to perform out on that pitch. Uh, and, you know, that's what I think he'll be using his time for. It's been fascinating. Thank you very much, Andy Thompson and Lee Naylor. Enjoy your break. I will. I will. Enjoy not having to sit next to me for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I know you'll both miss me greatly. Always. Of, of course, of course. I know you'll both miss the snacks that I bring. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, shop, the shopping budgets in the Thompson household are going to fly up. <laughs> He's going to have to be fed every weekend. Oh, what, I don't, what, what's going to happen here? I was going to say. <laughs> okay. He's, uh, there's a realization that's dawned on him there. Damn, I've got no food. I've got no food. <laughs> I've, got go. no, I've got no pre-match now uh, anymore. <laughs> no matches. There will be under 21s matches that you'll be able to watch live and free on Wolves TV. The next of which is on Monday afternoon. We'll see you for that then. Thank you very much for being with us. As ever, hopefully, the only way is up after the World Cup break.